0: Was steht Translation: Alas, your father is omniscient, but you do not know his actual order. Without knowing the actual purpose of your father, how will you create progeny? Uh-huh. Text 5: 10. <inaudible> Vimamsu, India. Translation: See Sukadeva Goswami said, "Hearing these, uh, hearing these uh, enigmatic uh, words of Narayana Muni, the consider considered them with their natural intelligence, without help from others." Uh, text 5: uh, uh, 11. Mucchetrangiva Samyamya. Translation. The Ayashvas understood the meaning of Nārada's words as follows. The word Bhu, the earth, refers to the field of activities. The material body, which is a result of the living being's actions, is in his field of activities. Is his field of activities, and it gives him a false designation. Since time immemorial, he has received the various types of material bodies which are the roots of bondage to the material world. If one foolishly engages in temporary, fruitive activities and does not look toward the cessation of this bondage, what would be the benefit of his actions? Pupul, Narumuni spoke to the Hayashas, the sons of Pajapati Daksha, about ten allegorical subjects. The king, the kingdom, the river, the house, the physical elements, and so forth. After considering these by themselves, the Hayashvas could understand that the living entity, encased in his body seeks happiness that takes no interest in how to become free from his encasement. This is a very important verse. Since all the living entities in the material are very active having obtained their particular types of bodies. A man works all day and night for sense gratification and animals like hogs and dogs also work for sense gratification all day and night. Birds, beasts, And all other conditioned living entities engage in various activities without knowledge of the soul encased within the body. Especially in the human form of body, one's duty is to act in such a way that he can release himself from his engagement, but without the instructions of Narada or his representative in the disciplic succession. People blindly engage in bodily activities to enjoy maya shukka, flickering temporary happiness. They do not know how to become free from their material engagement. Rishabhadeva therefore said that such activity is not at all good, since it engages the soul again and again in a body subjected to the threefold miseries of the material condition. The Hariashvas, the sons of Prajapati Daksha, could immediately understand the purport of Narada's instructions. Our Krishna consciousness movement is especially meant for such enlightenment. We are trying to enlighten humanity so that people may come to the understanding that they should work hard in tapasya for self-realization and freedom from the continuous bondage of birth, death, old <coughs> age and disease in one body after another. Maya, however, is very strong. She's expert in putting impediments in the way of this understanding. And therefore, sometimes one comes to the Krishna consciousness movement but again falls into the clutches of Maya not understanding the importance of this movement. So, Naraguni cursed by Prajapati Daksha, we'll read about that towards the end of this particular chapter. And yesterday, I was um, describing a little bit of the history. Uh, Of course, the devotees don't read uh, uh, in fourth canto and other places, also uh, Dapsha. Daksha, and uh, just to quickly reiterate, uh, Daksha was a very exalted personality and being the direct son of Lord Brahma, being born from the thumb of Lord Brahma as a Manasaputra, mind-born son of Lord Brahma, very exalted position, and uh, he was appointed chief of the Prajapati. Prajapati means those who are entrusted to increase the population of the world, increase. Daksha means one who is very expert at doing that. So uh, we told about uh, how uh, uh, um, Daksha performed stories along with his wife, who became as a Mahashakti, the Parashakti, as his daughter, the Lord Rama, uh, requested, that uh, the wanted that she would be married, and I told that whole story yesterday. Finally, she came. Uh, but she uh, made a condition that if you ever uh, insult me then I'll uh, give up well. So it came to the past that Daksha organized that um, and everyone attended but uh, and he insulted the achiever and, uh, and uh, unfortunately it turned into a very uh, unsavoury incident. Uh, later on when Sati, the wife, Shiva again wanted to come to a second idea then uh, induction uh, and, and just ignored it and she also saw there was no uh, respect, no seat, proper seat given towards Shiva who was one of the principal devas of the universe was the one of the principal and not only deva but he is even above the devas so uh, she was very upset and she uh, gave up that body and I told that and Lord Shiva became angry and then he created that Virapandara uh, and uh, he devastated the whole area. Daksha himself lost his life but uh, Lord Shiva brought him back and gave him the goat's head. So he lived a long time with the goat's head. And, uh, and I was saying yesterday that it appears that this incident of the Daksha Yoga happened in the Svayamuva Manu period and then now he's coming back again. As the son of the preachers uh, to their wife, uh, Marisha, and as the whole river told me Marisha said, of that incident, uh, and that was uh, according to uh, uh, what I've read, that was in the next mandantara, that was in the chatursha, uh, or even a few months I suppose, past the month. So uh, a long time in between, and now he's back, and uh, he's been requested by Lord Brahma, uh, again, for population. So here we have the sons, 10,000 sons, they are Ashras, and uh, they went uh, to the west. Uh, the father asked them, please uh, beget uh, a lot of children to increase the population. They thought, to let us prepare ourselves, let us perform tapasya, let us get uh, purified in consciousness. This is very intelligent. So they went to the, Nar- uh, it, the Narayana Saras. And I told yesterday the story of Narayana Saroba in uh, western India, right up in the corner there. Uh, there's Dwarka and they're just uh, above near the Pakistani border. Uh, and actually uh, one devotee who was serving us breakfast, he lives there, he said that he grew up just three hours from that Narayana Saras. And as a young boy with his parents, he went to that holy place. And from there, he said, actually, you can see that the Pakistani border. There's very close to the border there. It's a very holy place. And I told the story of how uh, a long time before, in the Puranic period, there was a big drought, and the sages prayed towards uh, Narayan, and he came there, and he was very pleased to put his toe on the on the earth, and then the big water came, and you know, so became a big lake. Uh, so a very holy place, one who goes there and uh, becomes very purified. So that was a very good choice. And actually Prabhupada mentions that uh, still there are many who uh, live there, a very holy place. And uh, when you go on the pilgrimage, uh, it is considered uh, one of the uh, panchasoro, uh, one of the five many holy lakes of the India. And they're in the different directions. And, uh, in the middle also, Pushta and you can go up there also. Um, so you can, when you go travelling, I mean, perhaps when you go to walk, you can go also there. Uh, and a uh, very nice place. So they became very purified. They were their, their determination was to uh, follow the uh, order of their father. And so as I had mentioned yesterday that they were very uh, gentle boys and very obedient to their father. Uh, and so they went there, they can do through took advantage of their advanced uh, consciousness and uh, now he's uh, preaching to them about, oh, well, your father may have said like that, to uh, you know, go on with that, help populate uh, you know, everywhere, and have a lot of children, but uh, now you're very advanced. Why go back into the, uh, into the family life and become uh, entangled? Uh, your consciousness is very advanced and go the other way, go for liberation. So we talked about that yesterday, so let's bring those who weren't here, bring everyone up to the you know, present shlokas uh, today. And so he gave, uh, he started to speak to them, in, uh, and presenting a very allegorical, uh, uh, um, well, it was a very allegorical presentation. Uh, and uh, your prophet gives a little bit uh, he. Uh, Narumuni, he said that uh, ten allegorical subjects actually, the king, the kingdom, the river, the house, the physical elements and so on and and as we go through this chapter uh, that is explained uh, Prabhupada elaborates what the meaning but interestingly enough here uh, that the Haryashtas who are very advanced, they immediately understood uh, the meaning, the purport of uh, what Narayana was saying, so this this indicates that they are very intelligent. Uh, because you know we're reading it, and uh, you know I when I read what the uh, ten allegorical uh, subjects and the points were, I was thinking, well, this probably is like this. This is probably like that. Uh, but actually, some things weren't probably correct in my uh, under, immediate understanding. <laughs> so it appears that the high were far, far above mind even intelligence. <laughs> because they 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 understood immediately. They understood immediately. The father later on is, uh, is explained as the shastras. Because the father can be uh, presented in so many different ways, But in this particular instance, uh, later on is uh, presented and is explained that the shastras are like the father, they always uh, give you good guidance and good advice and so on and so forth. And so the Hayashkas uh, understood that. Uh, now, uh, being the, the, the sons of Daksha, uh, they would have already been uh, very uh, intelligent boys and also trained, trained very nicely. Uh, in the Vedic times, of course, there was Varna and there was Ashrama. someone who born in the uh, now, as, as Daksha, as the son of the Prachetas, he was born in the Chakya line. Formerly you could say he was Brahma, being directly the son of uh, Lord Brahma. So he was Brahmana Brahma of the highest order, the direct son of Brahma, very high position. Not mine son of Brahma, the mind son. So um, so very high, and, and I, I, I mentioned yesterday in uh, the Prabhupada uh, comments, Prabhupada comments that, uh, see the reaction that Daksha uh, had to get for offending Lord Shiva, uh, that he lost his life, well, he lost his body. And not only that, but then he had to take a birth uh, in, uh, in a womb uh, before he was just uh, appeared as the son of Brahma, and um, the and didn't have to take a birth like ordinary person in a womb. And that is uh, very traumatic. We were reading, we were reading about New God uh, about the birth of the living entities, uh, how traumatic it is for both the mother and the child uh, that just being born. Therefore, it's mentioned here, these are the great sufferings of the world, being born. Of course, uh, we're born later in life, we don't remember anything about it, what the trauma of birth was. And uh, we forget. But as mentioned here, it is a suffering. And when you read that section of the uh, Shumar Bhagavatam about the Lord Kapila was explaining what is the uh, pool, and that is, uh, you don't want to go through that again, But In the womb, even in the womb. In the womb is not that they were cramped up in the whole description given there. In the womb, tiny little child, the body is rolled and you're in there for a long time. But you forget who, who remembers. And even our childhood, what do we remember when we're one year old? And like these children, you remember what you were doing when you were six months old? Uh, one year old, you remember one year old? What were you doing when you were one? You can remember? Forgotten? <laughs> I remember one goddamn You know, he was just commenting, he said that, you know, I... In one sense I, I have a realisation that, that you take the children when they're growing up, you take them here and there, but they forget everything later in life. So what's the use? <laughs> <laughs> it was just observing, a comment in the observation. <laughs> and he actually joked to his daughter with it. I want to go here daddy, I want to go there, what's the years you just forget? <laughs> <laughs> so, then growing up you forget the birth and even your childhood, uh, of course sometimes in very traumatic uh, things you remember, uh, you know, just remember, I remember having a, uh, an accident on my bicycle and falling out of a tree, so some things you do remember, seems that the tra- more the traumatic Traumatic things you remember more than the pleasure times. <laughs> uh, so you remember that birth is definitely, and as you grow, of course, uh, 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 you know, some birth and, and then, of course, death, uh, another, and, and disease, no one likes to be sick, and disease, and in uh, old age so many things come, so many sufferings are there, so these things are, the, uh, are all pervasive uh, sufferings and as soon as one gets a, a material body, as I mentioned yesterday and also mentioned today, uh, that these things must be there. But anyway, going back to the point of the intelligence of the harashtras how they were so uh, uh, trained, uh, right from the, uh, mentioning Vajran and Ashram, they were trained as, uh, in the Chakriya family, they would have been trained, uh, and so all this knowledge and so, uh, and living a life uh, in, uh, more in the mode of goodness. Uh, and then now they've, got, they've been in the uh, in Narayana Sara and going for the uh, bathing in the lake of the holy water of the Narayana Sara so they become more and more purified. And we, well, the more one gets purified, I was talking yesterday about the tolerance uh, um, and uh, you know how Lord Shiva was fixed in his tolerance because you know even though Daksha said so many uh, nasty things against him in the, you know, in the beginning of the Jataka. Uh, he just was fixed. And Narad Muni later on will read also that uh, uh, that, uh, that Daksha curses him. Also said many bad things. Said, you are you know dressing as a saintly person. You are not saint. He even goes to far as, "But I am saint. But you are not saint." <coughs> So he says many bad things, but also mentioned about uh, uh, Naramuni, uh, that he was fixed in his tolerance. It's not so easy to be fixed in forbearance and tolerance, it takes a lot of uh, purification. uh, And intelligence also, to develop a finer intelligence. Uh, Mind, one needs to be purified in their activities, one needs to live in the mode of goodness and engage in the spiritual activities, then gradually, gradually intelligence should become very fine, very discerning, discriminating, able to understand nicely, uh, especially uh, uh, the spiritual subject matters. Spiritual subject matters are subtle, not everyone can understand. Actually, the gross materials can't understand anything on the spiritual subject matters. Vimuddha nana pasthi pasthi gana They cannot, they are covered. Vimuddha, actually uh, Krishna describes them not only as mudhās, but Vimuddha, very Mudhā is like an ass-like person, so a very great ass. Ass is not considered very intelligent. Udkramatam sthitanda-vi-bhujaranda-bhūna-vi-muddha nana pasthi One needs the jana chakra. One needs to see things through the eyes of the knowledge. Uh, But someone who is like a mudha, he cannot see. So the materialists, they cannot see anything, but the... uh, Of course in the next verse it is a jajanto joginas china, paschant jatan vashti, tantapestikasana, But the endeavouring transcendentalist who is situated in self-realization, he can see things very easily. So we see uh, here that that the high are seen very, very clearly. They understand exactly. Uh, what is the situation, uh, They've developed uh, and uh, and not only that, uh, uh, we we'll read on that they follow, they they follow, this, uh, they understand it, and they follow the instruction of Narada This is intelligent. Just like we just said that there are first class disciple, second class disciple, third class disciple. There's one description of that. Uh, is also, Acharya gives explanation. Just like it is said that the first class of cycle, the Guru gives instruction, and they understand it, and they follow it. And the second class is the Guru gives instruction, and, and then the Bible doesn't follow it. But then realize it, and make a mistake. Then rectifies. And then follows. This is called second class. Third class is that they don't follow and they keep making the same mistake over and over. Again. Third class. So there's one story I remember actually, a very funny story that uh, he's told that, as a story when uh, Shastra was read a long time ago about, uh, about the uh, old guru, very old guru, he wanted to go on the pilgrimage. Actually this story is called the foolish guru and his foolish disciples. <laughs> So it is told like that, that he was very old, he wanted to go on the pilgrimage, so he was very old, till in those days they would, would be walking everywhere. So he was very old, so the disciples said, well, the Guru, he can't go for walking for so long, so we'll get, him a, we'll get one donkey, and he can uh, sit, on. we'll walk, and we'll walk beside, him. he'll sit on the donkey, and, uh, and we'll walk behind him, like that. So they arranged one. So as they were going, uh, he, the uh, guru, was on the donkey, and uh, and the disciples were walking. And then it was becoming very hot. Uh, so then the guru said, uh, "Where's my hat?" Uh, the disciple said that, uh, "Well, uh, oh, Guruji, uh, your hat actually fell off some time ago." And he said, well, why didn't you pick it up? So, uh, Guruji, you didn't tell us to pick it up. Oh, <laughs> so the guru was very angry. foolish disciples, my hat fell off, and just because I didn't tell you to pick it up, you didn't pick it up? You were some less intelligent disciple. <laughs> Next time, anything that falls off this donkey, pick it up. <laughs> so as they were walking, the donkey, of course, they asked to pass through, and he was passing the school. <laughs> Actually, the, before that, i like have to backtrack a little because the Guru said, go back and find my hat and pick it up. And uh, so they got the hat. So then he gave that instruction. Anything that falls off, so the disciples saw the, the stool falling off the donkey. Of <laughs> so we have to follow the Guru's instructions. He said to uh, uh, anything that falls off, so they used the hat of the Guru to catch it intelligent disciple. <laughs> they used the hat to catch it. And so then the guru, of course you can know what's coming next. The guru said, oh it's very hot, where's my hat? Bring bring my hat immediately. So the disciples were thinking, looking at the stool and the hat, so they were looking at each other. Will we give him the hat? And what, the stool inside? Well, the guru said give him the hat? So argued, and the argument finally the ones that said give him the hat won. And so then the disciples, we went with the hat, and put it on the head of the guru. <laughs> of course, what happened? All was guru and all over the guru. <laughs> so actually, this is told by the Acharyas that actually, the guru is just foolish to have disciples like that in the first place. A disciple is a reflection of the guru. And uh, and so, uh, Prabhupada used to tell us actually, he said that, uh, uh, don't mind, but uh, just keep. Keep in mind that you are my disciple, so whatever you do uh, that uh, reflects on me. So please act just nicely, <laughs> appropriately. You do something bad, they'll think, oh, who is the guru of these ones? What type of guru he is Perhaps that's bad disciples. Uh, so, therefore, this story is told like that: the foolish guru and the foolish, uh, even more foolish disciple. So this is less intelligent, and, and, and so uh, uh, one should not be like that. And there's a whole story Guru, Guru, uh, uh, Bodhi, Guru, And Guru Chaudhi, there's always another story I want to tell. But, uh, <clears throat> so a disciple has to become, so more or less, we could say that uh, the Yahashas became the disciples of Dalai. Uh, they were listening very intently, and because they were very uh, advanced, their intelligence is very strong intelligence. And at the moment our intelligence in the mature world, our consciousness is adopted by the motives of material nature. And our intelligence has become very weak, very weak not very strong. Our intelligence is dragged around uh, all over the place by a very strong mind and the stronger senses. It is said Chakshush Rasanam According to our activities in the previous life, we get another body which is made up of senses. Now the body varies from one life to the other according to the activities and desires of the living entity. So it is said we get a certain type of ear, certain type of tongue, a certain type of eye. So, different species of life, you know, like the eyes of the crocodile. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the eyes of the crocodile? Yeah. Huh? He's got different eyes than you, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> one time gosh, I went to the Hyderabad Zoo, and uh, this little uh, uh, jackal walked through the zoo, so they were looking. And then they went to the crocodile place. So then as they were looking, one crocodile came across, with his eyes, they could see the eyes, they were looking. So, uh, Prabhupada said, we are looking at him and thinking, oh, this is a very amazing uh, crocodile. Ooh, look at that crocodile. Uh, but he's looking at us and he is thinking, here is lunch. <laughs> <laughs> here is lunch. <laughs> so, everyone has their different uh, uh, view of things according to the body. Now, the living entity, formerly, uh, you know, he was in another body. But now, is it the body of the crocodile? He's thinking, I am the crocodile. I have to eat this man. I have to because I am the crocodile. And uh, you know, the tiger is thinking, I am the tiger. But before he was the pig, maybe he was the pig, and uh, another tiger was eating him. Mm-hmm. And maybe he came back in the next life as the tiger and eating the former one who was the tiger who ate him. Mm-hmm. This is the karma. So uh, so that can be reversed, sometimes you're the husband, sometimes you're the wife, uh, because you have to make sure you treat your wife very nicely because she's going to come back as your husband <laughs> 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 and treat you also badly <laughs> and vice versa. And if uh, the wife treats the husband, then the re- maybe the roles will be reversed in the next life. Sometimes the camera is like that. So, uh, so the different types of eyes, different types of nose, different types of ears uh, grouped around at the, from the, the, the what the mind. So uh, they are very strong. And their mind is very strong. And so when they uh, being engaged in the material activities, but because it, the senses cannot be fully satisfied. Uh, then the mind becomes uh, is not fully satisfied. So then it's just looking for more and more uh, avenues to gratify the senses. Uh, And so it is dragging the intelligence. Now the senses are wanting to touch, the the eyes are wanting to see, ears are wanting to hear that thing, the tongue is wanting to taste, and then they're pulling on the mind, uh, how can we do this? and uh, the mind has the idea and then when the mind has the idea it is pushing on the intelligence right, I've got so many ideas the senses are pushing on me and I've got so many ideas now you intelligence you have to work out which one of these ideas is the best so it is working in the reverse so the senses to the mind it is, but actually it should be the other way and I, it should be really from the soul paranyahu but i your Buddhist purpose. So, actually, the soul is the highest. And when the soul is developed, then the intelligence becomes purified and the intelligence controls the mind, which controls the senses. And so everything becomes very going very nice. That, then you can go in a nice direction. Um, but if your the senses are pulling, uh, then you're going in so many directions. You don't know. You're changing directions all the time. Uh, what are you doing now? Uh, I, uh, weren't you doing, I think, weren't you working on, oh no, no, that was uh, uh, last year. Now this. Uh, now I'm doing this. And then you, you see again next year, are uh, still doing the No, no, I, I, I. now I'm doing like this. Now I'm doing like this. Are you still going to that? But no, 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 now I'm doing like this. You're always changing the direction. Must, because the sensors are just pulling everywhere. Uh, so, the, the, the materialist is a very unfortunate situation. He is struggling. He uh, are struggling with the mind and the senses. Uh, it is very difficult. There's another verse from the Bhagavad Gita. So many verses we can But this is a very basic understanding of, of the of philosophy of Krishna consciousness. So, uh, Narayan Muni was presenting this uh, to the and Here Here is mentioned starting with the word Bu, means that. The field of activities. Well the field of activities is our own material body starting with that and then that gets expanded uh, to other bodies, to other areas. Uh, but the, the field that the soul is in the body and it has a different field. Uh, and uh, that's the field of our activities in the body. So uh, this is what is meant by the field of activities that Dharamuni has given. So the Hayatras, uh, they, they they understood these things. Uh, And and very nicely, and they've got a nice guru giving nice instructions in the the person of Nara Muni. Now, unfortunately, people are being directed by so many others who also really don't know anything about spiritual life. And uh, uh, there's one verse in the Bhagavatam that says that such persons are like uh, boarding a stone boat. You know, a stone boat that would, uh, would uh, if you, you know it may look good, but if you board a stone boat that's not really nicely prepared, a stone boat would sink. So someone may lead you onto a stone boat and you may think it's a very nice boat to go on. But if you go on it, then you go out to the water and just sink so people, because they're not in, in uh, uh, they don't have the developed knowledge themselves, uh, are following others, and then the others are following them. So it's the blind leading the blind. That's unfortunate situation. The blind leading the blind. Uh, and so, therefore, it said that uh, this is ignorance, and, uh, and, uh, and and the leaders of the world are uh, in ignorance, and the those who follow them are and also in ignorance. And one one ignorant person leading another ignorant person. So what is the use of all that? Of course, they don't know these things, and they're just uh, thinking that it's all very good. All very good. So many things are going on that uh, they don't want to go on, but they're going on without their control. Uh, but they, they have no other uh, uh, alternatives, uh, they, they don't. They can't think of these things. As I said, Ufframam down the Bibhumi namada that uh, it's uh, very inauspicious. Now, uh, in this particular purport, uh, Prabhupada actually comments to this verse that without proper knowledge, one cannot understand how anything about the living entity, how the living entity goes from one body to the other body, Uh, nor can they understand why he's in a particular body right now. This takes a lot of knowledge from books like Bhagavad-gita and Srimad Bhagavatam Prabhupada. This takes a lot of knowledge. You have to read Bhagavad-gita especially and Srimad Bhagavatam. But one who is trained to perceive these things is very important. So, training. Training is required. Prabhupada used to always say, I am training you. Uh, now you are not trained. But I am training you. How to understand these things? Training. Uh, so this is uh, uh, now when one is not trained to understand these things, just like you know, anyone who goes to school is trained to understand certain things before he didn't know, and now he knows because he's had the training. Uh, so, so when you get the training in transmitting knowledge. Uh, then you can understand what is the suffering, and, and you can understand how to get out of the suffering. Um, now, Prabhupada said that one should come to this position. One should come to understanding that we need to get out of it. Uh, people don't even understand that. But as I mentioned, Yatanaugyinas uh, chain in this verse that those on the path of the self-realisation. Uh, They understand, their minds are developed, their intelligence is developed, Uh, their spiritual consciousness is developed. Uh, They are situated on the path of self-realization very nicely, uh, following the shastras, following the rules, following the sadhus. So they know very nicely on the path. Uh, uh, Now here Prabhupada uh, says that there there are many people who present uh, uh, material life, uh, how to go on the material life, and there are some who present how to go on uh, the spiritual path. But one has to be very cautious before accepting just anything and you know, anyone uh, giving instruction on that. One has to uh, be educated a little bit properly right from the beginning of life. What is uh, actual genuine spiritual life? So, if one is becomes very fortunate fortunate, and and gets this type of education, gets this type of knowledge, then you will understand things very, very nicely. So we know there's one famous verse in the Sriman Bhagavatam, Thamna Sandeshitur, that Dushkaram Kana Dara We think that we have met your goodness by the will of Providence, just so that we may accept you as captain of the ship. For those who desire to cross the difficult ocean of Kali, which deteriorates all the good qualities of the human being. So, this is the sage of the who was speaking to Sudhadokani. We think uh, that we have met your goodness by the will of providence. So, if one is fortunate enough to get the good guru, bona fide guru, uh, the will of providence, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the captain of the ship, uh, the captain is. Uh, 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 steering the ship, guiding the ship, uh, because it's a big ocean. The ocean of Kali. This ocean of Kali deteriorates uh, the good qualities of the human beings. Uh, we have met the good captain, so we can go over. So Hare Krishna, thank you very much. Uh, does anyone have any questions or comments in regard to these verses today? Yes? Uh, when you said that we always have to be in the mode of goodness, like how do we get into goodness and what is the process? And what is it? The process to get. The process. Good. Oh, very good question. <laughs> yes, yeah, how do we get in the mode of goodness? Now in the material life, we're in the mode of ignorance. Uh, just like the dome. The dome, That barking. What does the dog know in spiritual life? You don't see many dogs coming from Bhagavatam. Like even if you bring them, they'll just come boop boop hoop. You cannot they cannot sit and listen, isn't it? You try to get the dog to sit and listen, and you can't. It isn't the mode of But people living like that, unfortunately. But how to get out? Then you need good guidance, as I said. From the good captain of the ship, as I said. The good guru. The guru can come. Oh, this is the way, this is how you get out of that. And then by the chanting, by the association of the devotees, by seeing Krishna, you seek Krishna, you hear the Bhagavatam, isn't it? All these things together, you have to do all these things. Now, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Shmaranam, Parasevanam, Anachanam, Bandanam, Dasyam, Sakraman, Nibedanam, you know that. all these things. But actually, Deepa Goswami, he says, all these things, the kirtana is the most important. We're just uh, in the glass and camera in the purple to Goswami says kirtana. All these things should be done: hearing, chanting, remembering, serving. All these, and this is the process. Uh, but uh, uh, of them, the kirtana. They're very, very important. Along with all the other things. Not that you shouldn't do the other things; you should also do those. But keep chanting very important. So. Proceeding. Uh, therefore, Prabhupada actually commented in that purport we read in, uh, in Canberra, I was reading, that he said, preceding everything we have, want to have kirtan. And then, and just like if someone left, there's yajna. Proceeding should be kirtan. During should be kirtan. And after should be kirtan. <laughs> uh, so all the acara says that. But kirtan very important. All the processes. This is uh, Gita. We follow a combination Bhagavat Math, Patrik both together. These things are uh, jars together. But this is the path given by our charities Bhagavat Math, uh, Nishravan, Antiratana, and Padasir, and so on, the nine process. And Patrik You are the worshiping the deities, so many regulations to follow. This is Patrik But together, and this is the process, doing all these things. Following the guru, following the great sadhus, following the shastra, and doing all these things, and then we can come to the goodness. Then we will be in the goodness. Very good question. Yes? Hare Krishna Maharaj, my question is in this text, are allowing me to become one child, but we see in Vrindavan there are many Vrasthas, and then we follow Krishna. In Vrindavan, we see many. Rihasa. And they're doing the cells that can be doing what you call uh tobacco to, to, to body. To so then be... oh, 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 why Nara Muri you the science of that actually? Oh why Naramuri said that don't be grihasa. Yes. And and uh usually like Brahmachan, why he said like that. Well, because uh, uh, he saw these boys, uh they were very, very high in their consciousness and there was a possibility if they become in the Grihasta, they become entangled. Now, some Grihastas, like you saw in Brindan, they're very, very good. But not all Grihastas, uh, well, if they're grihasta, they'll be good. Then maybe someone will become like Grihamati. maybe it means very materialistic Grihasta. So, the possibility was like that. So, Naragiri thought, well, why take chance? Maybe you'll be a good Grihasta, or maybe you'll be a possibility you won't be a good so now you're very high, so why take chance? Just go directly. So that was in the question. Do you understand it? Uh, Do I need, do you want me to explain some more? Is alright? No. Thank you. Yes. Uh, here you in hear in the translation it says that higher uh, should considered beauty to natural intelligence. Yes. And uh, in this one, both they could understand the whole thing very clearly. Um, but we don't. How do we have that to the natural intelligence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. we don't have the natural <laughs> <laughs> ours has become unnatural <laughs> by the contamination of the mud. So they were very much in the mode of And also because of that uh, going there to the Narana Pass and then bathing and doing the of and things So their natural intelligence well everyone has natural intelligence, it shines through. When the soul is purified, it just comes through very strongly. <coughs> uh, so uh, uh, anyway, with the latter. Yeah, yeah you have to go purify yourself. Purify yourself. You have to purify yourself under the guidance of the guru and the master and the sadhu, and then the natural intelligence it automatically comes. Don't try to explain this to these people. Uh, that, uh, that naturally. Therefore, it's called natural. <laughs> Naturally, by following the process of Krishna consciousness, your natural intelligence will come through again. no need for other methods. You just have faith in the champion. Prabhupada,